For the newly indoctrinated, Jim Butcher's The Dresden Files follows the story of a professional wizard in Chicago. We started our podcast as a way to help break down the series' most important moments, characters, and lore. This is McAnally's Dresden Files podcast by Free Flow Rambling. Conjure at it by your own risk. Welcome to the McAnally's podcast brought to you by Free Flow Rambling. This is episode number 3.1, Ragged Angels, where we were discussing restoration of faith. My name is Tanzan, and I'm joined by Jess. Hey. And Maggie. Oh, that's <laughs> when that do I? Us. Yeah. <laughs> I don't go first. I wasn't ready. <laughs> I just wanted to fuck with you guys. <laughs> it worked. It worked. <laughs> uh, Usually yeah. still zoned out at this point. <laughs> right? Just <laughs> get to my name for like 3.5 more seconds. Ogre Bridge Abutments Realty Incorporated. Let us help you to find the perfect home. Focusing on quiet areas, nearby schools with a distinct lack of police presence. Harry has a case under Ragged Angel Investigations to find Faith Astor. Things quickly become complicated when his partner informs him that they have been framed by the parents for kidnapping rather than admitting their daughter ran away. Dresden needs to meet his partner across the bridge where they find guarded by the Troll Gogoth. In a second attempt to cross the bridge, Officer Murphy arrives on the scene. Yeah, so this this has been thrown out there as Bookshire's back in college. One of his first short stories, one of his introductions to the series. What what is it that you say? His 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 look. I can't write. Yes, it was proof to his teacher that he was incapable of writing a novel. And this and Stormfront was what he produced for a grade. Yeah. So this is like the OG content. This was like, um, I don't know if he wrote this entirely before he wrote Stormfront, but he had at least this idea in his head before he wrote Stormfront of how Murphy and Harry met. So this is the story of how they got to know each other. Yeah. So it is, and, and Butcher even says, you know, take it at face value. It is what it is. I basically wrote it in college before I was a more refined writer and as we've mentioned before like you say even stormfront has a little bit of its rust patches and his writing does become more refined and, and he says and you know as, as, along, as, so. as a writer later on he'd write short stories like the night before they were due so this one very possibly was also written in an hour before class was due who knows, <laughs> yeah, who knows? <laughs> but given all of that it's it's not really a bad little story no. like it's it is a cute it's, it's like a meat cute between like Murphy and Harry. And it's, yeah, it's not, ter- I mean, you know, sometimes you can look back and be like, oh, yeah, you can totally tell the story I wrote when I was 16 and the story I wrote when I was 26, you know, and this doesn't have super huge glaring, like, it's not real bad, you know, but it's, yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's a little introduction to how Harry got his start. So, he was already a wizard and had done a fair bit of wizard training, um, as we know as, as mentioned in Stormfront. Um, you know, Harry was adopted early on and, and started, and we know by 16 he was, you know, accused of murder <laughs> against his old mentor. And, and, right, so we know at least, you know, and, and what what did we say? This is, what, a couple of years before Stormfront? This what we- takes place roughly two to three years before Stormfront. So he's 22-ish, 23-ish, mm-hmm. give or take, right? So, right, he's he's been doing some more hardcore wizard study, and now this is doing his legitimate Getting his run PI. of the build PI yeah. license that, yeah, anybody can and would do in the world today. So he is apprenticing under 
I don't. Are we given his last name? I don't this? believe it comes up yet. I don't believe. So we're uh, Nick. I don't think it really matters. But yeah, Nick. Probably not. Christian. So he runs the Ragged Angel Agency, which, um, as Murphy sort of gives us, is sort of more um, um, no. geared geared toward trying to find missing children and that specifically. Mm-hmm. So I think obviously they do sort of a more broad spectrum. That's not the only thing they do, but that that's is the reputation. That's sort of more the reputation. That's that's more where um Nick's passion lies or whatever. So yeah, so he's got this So the story starts out very quickly with Harry having found their missing child. Yes. Um, who is fighting him the entire such time. Little, yeah, such a little... Yeah, he calls him, okay, I got her, come get us. And he's like, yeah, whatever, no, no. And yeah, she's kicking and screaming, let me go, you beanpole! And and whack, mule kicking him in the shin. she's got this little, like, schoolgirl uniform, and it's... it's right. And, you know, we find out that her parents have offered, like, 25 grand for her mm, retrieval. Her... To, to find to, her. To be found, yes. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, also very hired. Yeah, yeah, so this is clearly Nick like Harry. a rich little girl from a rich family, right? That's established, you know, paragraph one. But also very quickly, you know, Nick lays down the line. He's like, Mm-mm, we got framed. Like, they, the bastards have called the police and said she was kidnapped now. Like, drop this kid and get the hell away from her before mm. the cops find you. Yeah. So hey. it's very quick, like, doom, 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 <laughs> here we are. Hi, Harry. <laughs> Hi, Harry. Welcome to your life. Yeah. Again. Whatever can go wrong will go yeah. wrong. So, yeah, exactly right. And Nick kind of puts on the blows, just dump her and go. And, and Harry's like, I can't just, like, we're in a bad part of town. He's like, whatever. I'll, too, like, the criminals can fend for themselves, you know? And he's like, dude. And he's like, really? Nick wouldn't do that either. Like, if he was here, he wouldn't ditch a 10 year old kid. And, the, and that's the other thing. He's like, eight or nine. He's like, you can't just leave a nine year old. And she's like, I'm 10, you insensitive jerk. And I love how, like, even that is a nice nod because kids are so particular. Like, I'm nine and a half. I'm nine and three. Like, that matters so much to you. And, like, uh, like how dare you call me nine? I'm ten. <laughs> Not that anyone cares, but there's this really funny radio show with James Acosters describing how he got into a prank war with, like, a nine-year-old. And on the first episode, he, like, refers to the kid as seven or eight. And the kid was apparently very offended and made sure that on subsequent tellings of the story, <laughs> he would always be referred to as nine. Not. See? Yeah. Right? Exactly. It's like, it makes a huge... I can even remember, you know, when my parents would, like, round up or round down or just forget because there was a million of us. And it was like, yeah, it's like you were so... How upset. dare you? How dare you? <laughs> I've earned these seven years. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Damn you. <laughs> I don't know, I've been through art. But yeah, it was just kind of a nice, cute little point. And again, I find him writing, I find it, it's, it's just a hard thing to do. And I know sometimes, like, when I'm reading stories, I'm like, does this really sound like a kid to me? Like, the kids I meet in real life, does this sound? And I'm not saying I could do any better, because I'm sure if I had to write a story, I would struggle with it too. But I find he does do a pretty good job that being sort of the rich kid and stuff like that, I'm like, I find her being a little bit more outspoken and whatever, not to be terribly out of character either you know just for kids or someone in her position or whatever you know i just i find sometimes like when i'm watching a wee little bit of a brat a wee little bit of a brat but you know like i just sometimes when i'm watching like movies or whatever you know and it's like yeah you get somebody like harry who's like you know six nine and a big coat and kind of you know angular and scruffy and he's lurking around a park and a kid will just come up and be like hi who are you what are you doing here why you You know i'm like the kids do that like i would not have i mean one my parents were like don't talk to strangers 
Secondly, I was like, there was a whole big respect your elders and don't like. I just I would not, you know. And I'm like, maybe that's me. You don't stare adults in the eye. (laughs) You don't just like start interrogating or like even like the tiniest bit. And I'm like, again, you needed it for the plot. But like in in Stormfront, when like Jenny Sells is like, hey, Mr. Dresden, I hope you're one of the good guys. Are you gonna have to kill my dad? I'm like, dude, I would not have been having that conversation at like 12 or 13 years old in that manner with somebody like like especially like like. My family was, not that we had a lot of bad secrets or anything like that, but it was a little bit like, you know, you don't talk about, you know, you don't go to the playground and be like, man, we're so poor, we had to eat nothing but, like, potatoes all week. Like, if that was a factual thing, it would just be like, yeah, you don't talk about that. That's not how you share your, but you know what I mean? They're yeah. giving me weird don't air your dirty don't, laundry. Don't air your dirty laundry and your problems and your, you know, things like that, But, you know, right? kids are very 50-50 on that because I was much more like, I don't talk to adults when I was a kid because why would I? I don't want to talk to them and they don't want to hear what I have to say, but... You also do meet kids that do just occasionally tell you something, and you're like, "Should you be telling me that?" And like, there are that. Yes, some kids really had don't have my kids on the playground in elementary schools and things. Yeah, there are sometimes. You're right. So, but anyways, I just found that yeah, this was not super out of character. At least it made her sort of yeah. Um, but yeah, but Harry is like just itching. He's like whatever. He's like <laughs> I love again this this very much uh, tells you where Harry is in his life that he's like he's like take the L. He's like dude, I'm broke. He's like he doesn't even have. I'm assuming, like, a buck or less to take the, you know, like, I'm trying to think back to, like, 20 years ago and what I would have paid for, like, bus fare, you know? And I'm like, I think it's only, like, what, three? So it's, like, less than $4 now for, like, an adult bus fare. So 20 years ago, right? It, Maybe it, just a dollar or so. Yeah, right. It, it probably less than two bucks or something. And Harry's like, I don't have that. Get your ass out here and come pick us up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, so so Nick is like, fine, but traffic or whatever, like, it's going to be a hassle to get across the bridge. So he's like, meet me on the other side of the bridge from where you are. Like, he's like, we're not there in half an hour. I'm leaving without you. Like, I'm not getting wrapped up in this. I'm not risk getting arrested because these crackpots would rather make headlines than... It's good to note, too, that, you know, Nick, as much as he comes off as a bit of a grumbly idiot, he does legitimately enjoy his job and... He does, you know, yeah. And, turns out to be a bit of a softie. Yeah. <laughs> he, he is, and that's exactly right what Harry's, right? Like, yeah, like, oh, yeah, he's telling me, but he's like, no way would Nick have done it either. Like, mm-hmm. if he were in my position, right? Like, he knows we got to get this kid safely somewhere, whether we can't legitimately turn her over. But, so, yeah, so basically this is the plan, right? So they're like, so they start heading across the bridge and she starts like, you know, like, well, how'd you find me anyways? You know, like I thought. And and Harry's like, I'm a wizard. And she's like, whatever. And he's like, well, that kind of sucks that already she's like only 10 and really doesn't believe in any of, you know, any of the magic and the Santa Claus and the whatever. And he's like, although <laughs> it's like he does, but still exi- er, Santa Claus is real. But we won't get into that right now. Um this is the first time we hear the the duster joke it belongs yeah. on the set of el dorado which is straight and again maybe because i read stormfront so many times before but i was like dude you you what's the word recycled that because that's exactly what murph says to him when we meet her at the madison she's like it's a throwback it's a throwback whatever right like was it was it because this i mean really this story was never meant to see the light of day right it was just once things got popular and people wanted more background into it and they wanted the little short stories and the snippets he had this one was like hey sure here I'll throw this out here right so is it just because he really liked that line and didn't want to lose it so he like gave it to Murphy or is it supposed to be a running thing I think it's supposed to be a running thing because it ends up being in another book beyond Stormfront yeah 
which I, I think this should be part of the drinking game. Maybe, but yes, yeah, it was like cool. And I just love right because it's the first time you get to right here. You're like, I have like this big dust dry. You think what's wrong with it? Belongs on the set of El Dorado. <laughs> it also is worth mentioning that like Faith is putting up a fight as he tries to drag her across Chicago to this bridge, you know, and that like nobody's coming to help her. Like he's like, this is was, oh, this he- is where Nick wants me to like ditch her. Is like nobody's even trying to rescue. Yeah, Faith he's right like, now. I like, could be a real sicko, and like this is yeah, this is the part of town where. You, Everyone puts their head down and you're on your own. Yeah, you don't get involved if you can help it because you don't want... Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, just So he's doing not, this whole, like, so yeah, me, yeah, kid, he's like, you want my help. <laughs> yeah. Right? Stuck in a phone booth with her, like, screaming and kicking and everybody's just like, do-do-do-do-do. And he's like, wow, that sucks big time. But yeah, that is, that is really says a lot about where they are. And he's like, mm-hmm. gotta love the big city in a grand, you know? Like, and I think even, like... There's a certain charm to Chicago that Butcher employs as he goes through his writing. Like, like, this is Dresden City, and Dresden loves it, and he wants to protect it. But I think early on in the writing, maybe Butcher himself didn't have the same love for Chicago. He's like, this is, like, a horrible place, and, like, this <laughs> is bad. And maybe even Chicago grew on Butcher later on. But right at the very beginning, he's like, no, I, I chose Chicago. It's a horrible place. Like, <laughs> Well, you know, and that's, yeah. Which it's, you know, not nearly so bad as its reputation is now. Yeah. But... But that as the other ones, it was New York. It was Kansas. New York, Los Angeles. Sure, Kansas. No, but didn't you say Kansas was originally they're like, dude, you can't set it in Yeah, Kansas. there was four of them. It was LA, New York, Kansas, and Chicago. Yeah, and Chicago. LA, LA and New York had definitely have their CD gross. Yeah, well, he's like the, 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 the well, yes. Yes. Okay, there, there is very dark, nasty, wrong side of the tracks kind of place, and this is one of them. And. But as they, yeah, as he starts walking and starts to go, she starts kind of asking questions. He's like, well, this is better than her, like, screaming and yelling and kicking and dragging. So he's like, I'll answer questions. He's like, hey, actually, I kind of like answering questions about, you know, called professional bribe. But he's like, but yeah, basically, he's like, this is good. This is kind of distractor and we can. And as he starts getting into the role and starts expanding. And telling her about, like, the wizardly life. about the wizardly life and magic. How and, he found her. And, and she bites his fucking hand and, like, jerks He's like, fuck her, she was distracting me. He's I'm like, oh, like, oh, good, let's get her <laughs> off of this. And she'll, and she's like, sucker. No. So he Actually, drops she literally her. is yeah. like, sucker. <laughs> so he drops her, she takes off running towards the bridge that they were headed to, which is great and useful. Except, whoops! Hey, kitty, kid, you don't know this place like I do. Yeah, he's like, yeah, she wasn't supposed to just run pell mell out there, and and then a great rubbery hairy arm slithered out from beneath a manhole cover at the apex of the bridge and wrapped its greasy fingers around one of her ankles. And this is troll under the bridge. Yeah, <laughs> So yeah, so needless to say, the kid kind of you know freaks out. What is that? Get it off me! Get it off me! Ah, dresses like fuck, 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 fuck. So yeah, we meet Gogoth, Gorgoth, Gogoth, Gogoth. Yeah, no R, Gogoth. Uh. Um, and Dresden's like, yo, you can't do that. He's like. Dude, running across my bridge, total. And I, I love even this little interaction. He's like big dumb troll, but it's like, like a semi-professional interaction. <laughs> you know, he's like, wizard, she's in my terrain. <laughs> and he's like, yes, but you know, mortals aren't all just like free range, willy nilly anymore. And he's like, but naughty kids, Golgoth can have naughty kids. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Some Dresden's like. 
well, you know, not since the Ancelia Accords. That's, but yeah, I just kind of love how how even though it's very you know barbarian pea brain, we still have our laws. Okay. We still have laws. There's still we fit in here, you fit in there, and this troll is like they have a professional. <laughs> yeah, they have a professional disagreement, and Harry's like, okay, fine, survival of the fittest. Then <laughs> yeah, he's like, fine, I'll just blast your ass out of here or whatever, and he's like, mm, no, so um. Yeah, so they decide to start. So Harry calls his bluff a little bit. He he does some shiny, poofy, gets the ring all glowy and bright. And he's like, I will fry your ass. And the troll's like, mm, kind of eventually fine. Like, doesn't look like he's going to back down at first. But kind of is like, mm. so Harry starts backing off. And then Axe totally he scoops up the girl. Scoops up the girl, turns his back, walks away. And he's like. Is he watching? <laughs> <laughs> Timmy's yep. like, he's like, is he following us? She's like, no, Not he's yet. just staring. He's like, okay, God, let me know if that changes. She's like, so you can vaporize him? He's like, yeah, no, so we can run. <laughs> She's like, but you just, he's like, yeah, bullshit. <laughs> so he's like, I You guess. said you were a wizard. Yeah, a wizard with a, I was going to say a sense of like, Self-preservation, but we really no. That's Harry does not. No, he tells us why. It's because he got up early to. Oh, he was at a seance exorcism like before dawn, and then he had to find spells, finding finding a couple of wedding rings, a set of car keys, and then spent the rest of the day chasing after her. And now I'm pooped. (laughs) He's like, I'm tired. I got nothing left in the tank, and she's like, Wow, lame. And he's like, Look, dude, (laughs) you want to (laughs) go? So yeah, so they start heading away, and Harry's like, okay, if I head up a couple blocks, there's another bridge. If we zip, I can get up and around and back over and still meet Nick. And as they're passing by, presumably the place where he just found Faith, I'm guessing, maybe not, maybe completely unassociated, but there's a bunch of cops and lights, and he's like, ah, oh, shit. I walks right into him. Stand out like a, yeah, again, right? Harry is not real inconspicuous. <laughs> So while some other guy might have got away with dragging around a kid down in that area, given that the Astors, lovely people that they are, have given Harry's and Nick's descriptions as the kidnappers. And you'd think that Ragged Angel Investigations would have a reputation of finding lost children. So it's like, why do you think they're in possession of a child? you think that'd Maybe be a good alibi? Maybe that's why. Know, like, we steal your kids document, document. and, oh no, let mm. me find them for you. Yeah, but yeah, exactly. They're just kind of the... The bleeding heart, good souls kind of people. And mm, and they have this, like, like Faith and Harry have this brief conversation a little bit more about wizards and stuff like that. And it's like, yeah, there's bad people in the world. And she's like, my parents are like that. And it's like yeah, a little bit sad. Yeah, they basically just ignore me. They drag me out to show me off to their friends. And other than and that, they can't like, be bothered yeah, with me. Like, but I heard you're really broke. And he's like, yeah, like, I want to be a private investigator for six more months before I can open my own business. But until then, life's pretty... Yeah. Pretty cheap like, right yeah, now. Why are you doing this? And that was it. Yeah. She's like, why are you doing it? And he's like, oh, I'm earning my license and I have to, right? I got yeah. dues to put in still before. So, um, yeah. And then, and then, this is, so then, yeah, this, then they, this, this cop is like, hey, hey, buddy. And he's like, <laughs> and it's kind of a cute too. Like, he was going to put her down because he's like, oh, she's too big and heavy to be carrying and I'm tired. And then she's like, my parents don't love me. And he's like, Damn She's it. not that heavy. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, yeah, he's like, oh, that was it. It's like her shoe because the, the troll grabbed her foot. And when she, you know, Harry stomps on his hand and she wriggles free, but pulls off like her sock and shoe. So she's got like a skinny and she's like only got one shoe. And he's like, 
she's not really that heavy. <laughs> like, but yeah, so they move off and Harry ducks down like another alleyway. Um, and she's, yeah, she starts telling him about her, her grandma. Yeah. Her, grandma. 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 I can't say grandma without sounding like grandma. Well, and, and Harry is almost about to like just send her off to the police and be like, yo, go run at them. And like, I, I'm going to duck off. You go to them. But then she's like, then they'll just take me back home. And he's like, God damn it, kid. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like, it's fine. fine. They'll just. Well, then she's even like, no, because she's like, you can get across the bridge. The troll won't care. She's like, I'll just go turn myself in. And he's like, yeah. She's like, I don't know how I knew, but no, she wouldn't. He's like, she'd just take off again and then she'd be in more trouble. And, no, no, he's like, she'll go she'll back go on back the, bridge. the bridge. Yeah. yeah. And he's like, and that really is kind of heartbreaking. Yeah. And that really is how, like, when you're 10 and you're just like, fuck it, nobody loves me. You know, that, yeah, not even just that she was necessarily going to try and, and run away again, but just that he's like, nah, she'd just head back out on the bridge herself and deal with it. I was like, ah. Oh. So, yeah, poor face and kind of, she's having a rough day. And yes, it's a little bit like, the trials and tribulations of a 10 year old this is her whole entire world and you know it's easy as adults to look back and be like wow kid is not that bad but at the same time i'm like yeah you are in a position where you do have kind of crappy parents that don't care a lot about you and at that age and stage of your life like that is really a huge thing you know that is like, the whole world that is the whole world right so it's it's sort of blown beyond proportions but sort of not or not yeah anyways so Harry does this whole, like, you know, sit down with a child and make her believe in the power of magic again. And he, like, does his little, like, spells for her and this little magic. Gives her the ring. ring yeah. 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 The one that he made light up. And he's Breaks like, he's like, what's, what's, what's one of your best memories? And she's like, Christmas with, with her grandma. Um, and, uh, um, you know, and she's like, oh, they got me all these Barbie dolls, like, the whole line. But, like, if I kept them in the packaging, they'd be worth something. And she's like, but my grandma actually got me the doll I want. Like, I wanted a doll to play with. And and grandma got it for me. Um, and, yeah, and then he, like, right, because he's giving her the ring on her finger. And then, like, he moves his hand and it's it's glowing, right? Like, she made it glow and she's like, oh, right? And, again, it's that little, little restoration of faith right there mm. where exactly right that um gives her that little spark that hope and he's like yeah the world is shitty and maybe your parents are jackasses but you do have some good memories you do have some good stuff there are people in the world who care just keep remembering that until you can get out there and make your own connections make your own family make your own you know maybe your parents will never be there but right so, um, yeah. So then they're like, well, I guess we're going back out. Yeah, and they make a deal <laughs> that they're going to go over the bridge together again this time. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah, they think they're all outwitting him. And the um, Justin's all eyes out front, being aware, keeping an eye on. And the thing is, like, yeah, dangling off the underside of the bridge or whatever and grabbing her. He's, he's changed locations. <laughs> <laughs> so he still gets a surprise attack. <laughs> well, not to mention that he... Um takes out a bunch of the lights as well so it's even darker and more obscured yes, yes yes yeah Dresden notices that yeah because of the troll or whatever that yeah a bunch of the street lights so so on the one hand the troll is not after the child now he's angrier at Dresden <laughs> <laughs> that's true Faith the Harry's like yo you run and then the troll yeah. is like wizard <laughs> although he did lunge did he get her this because yeah because it was because he finds out because Faith screams again because the troll does come trying to grab at her again but yeah she dodges it completely or something the second time well because nick more. starts to pull up and he's like yo you get over to nick and 
Yeah, that's true. Meanwhile, he's yeah, preoccupied so, with the troll. So yeah, so he goes at it, and and so yeah, so the, yeah, at this point, yeah, like you say, the troll oh, lunges yeah, for he Harry. Tries to li- he tries to leap, uh, leap for for Faith, right? And Harry, but just, Harry grabs him by the by the legs. That's what it. Okay, yeah. So Harry, because I was gonna say, yeah, he did. You know, he did go for the kid again. But anyways, okay, yeah. So so Harry manages to intercede again. Um, and is like, just run, right? Yeah, he sees Nick's car down there. So he's like, okay, run, you go. And and while he's grappling with this thing, the little cop shows up again and like, just like, jumps on his back and like, <laughs> nightstick around the neck and starts. <laughs> he's like, she's like, what the hell? And Dresden's like, gotta get her game. Like, she has no idea what's yeah. going on, but she's just, just like, gets right she in just jumped, like, okay, somebody's attacking somebody, so I'm gonna do my cop thing, but what the... So, yeah, manages to shift the balance enough that, that Dresden can and sort of collect the troll's cleaver and... <laughs> Yeah. his own swing yeah <laughs> so Justin gets back in the game and, and then it's just like yeah I just basically all these little teeny tiny trolls just blah blah blah, blah, blah all out of the big giant just Disgusting. like deflate yeah little swarmy and they all go flailing and running writhing wriggling horde yeah. now you've really got like the cop shocked Pikachu face like motherfucker what the <laughs> shit just went on like could you imagine? Did I show up to work drunk tonight? Like, right? Am I on acid? Yeah. Like, did I touch I something? And I'm camera? like, what? What the? Is you guys still pranking the new kid? Like, what is going on here? Yeah, it was. It was. Ugh. Yeah. Kind of, and, and Faith is like, that was gross. I want to be a wizard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, Dresden towering over this cop, like leans down, checks the badge. Hey, thanks, Marth. <laughs> Yeah, he's like, that's real helpful. Lieutenant uh, Murphy, or what, officer. Thanks, yeah. officer uh, Murphy. <laughs> but yeah, she's like, okay, this was something. And Dredson's like, yeah. She's and like, she's hey, like, you're that. <laughs> you're, yeah, you're the guy. And he's like, and then and then Faith. Comes to the rescue. Comes to the rescue. She, what, this buffoon? <laughs> like, Please, he couldn't pull off a kidnapping. I totally ran away. Like this guy's such a loser. No way. <laughs> I was like, oh, get on your face. <laughs> and Harry's probably like, thanks, fuck you. But thanks. <laughs> <laughs> it's like one of those things where it's like yeah. you want to argue, but it's really not. And you're, I'm so good. Get like you. all the women in Harry's life. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so right. Murphy, this. Random beat cop, random beat scoops cop, scoops up Faith, takes her back over the bridge. Now, newly defunct of trolls. <laughs> now newly defunct. Well, and that's the thing because Harry couldn't just turn her over before because yeah, but Murph decides to turn a blind eye. She's like, get out of here before my partner shows up. Because yeah, she's heard of Ragged Angel and she knows. And given what just went down, and that uh, obviously they were seemingly trying to save the kid and help her out, and you know Faith's insistence that. She wasn't kidnapped by them and all of that. Murph decides to, yeah, give them the benefit of the doubt and sort of go with her gut. And Which is just a little bit more about Murphy. You know, as much as she is there for the law, she is her own person, too. And yeah, she yes. has her own code. She, she has, she follows the legitimate code of the police. She believes in that very the deeply. The letter of the law. The letter of the law. But at the same time, she is not some mindless animal who... You know, doesn't see past it. She has been known I to occasionally bend the rules as long as it is the par- in the parameters of the law. 
Yeah, right? Except she, it's a judgment call and she makes it, mm-hmm. right? And she's comfortable. She she does trust her own judgment and that sort mm-hmm. of a thing. Even she, as a brand new beat cop. Even Murphy as a brand is. new, right? She, she's got that, I don't know, maybe it's all that taekwondo. Aikido or whatever, you know, she's she's got confidence. She knows where she stands and what she stands for and, and has some faith in her instincts and 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 things like that. So yeah. So so she decides to cut him cut him break, cut him some slack. The girls return more or less safe and sound, so she'll let it go at that. But yeah, and and but is it, yeah, because then, then Nick is like, what the hell was that? Like, is that, like, from your neck of the woods or whatever? Like, what the fuck do you fake? Like, <laughs> what are you up against? I'm very, like, just like I always tell you. <laughs> just got a little faith. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it is a cute introduction. It's, it is, it's overall. Very overall. short and sweet. Very short and sweet, basically, yeah. No, no major... Um, uh, And semi implied after that that Harry and Murphy eventually run into each other time and time again. Well, and yeah, I guess as throughout the years until she becomes SI and starts hiring him more officially. That might have been her interaction to SI. That well, well, a big giant troll turn into a little tiny troll. That is part of it. Is that Murphy Uh, can't just turn a blind eye to some of the weird stuff out there because she's like. Dude, something happened, and they're like, "Just can you not?" That's, like, yeah, that's a little bit of a nod to up. that too, because a lot of people they see this magical thing and they explain it away, and Murphy didn't do that. And Murphy was still like, she continued to like call up Dresden after that and was like, "Hey, what the shit?" Time and time again, he was like, "Murphy is just one of those people that, mm-hmm. you know, she's there for it, whether or not she likes it or not." Yeah, Murphy scary is weird. She doesn't always know, but exactly, she's not going to let the weird things. Bully people mm-hmm. in her town and kidnap kids and and kill hookers and you know, so uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, mobster thugs, etc. Et it's like that just doesn't matter. You just you don't get killed in Chicago. We just don't like that. Um, so yeah, that I think yeah is exactly the whole point of yeah where they where yeah once he hangs out his shingle, she does call him up for yeah, it helps when he eventually is in the book <laughs> in about yes. six months <laughs> yes so yeah yeah as she progresses and gets a little higher up and is in a position to consult with people that's who she goes to consult so that's where they have yeah that base that that relationship established yeah, yeah. Front, so yeah okay. it's frustration of me it would be interesting to see if whatever became of little faith aster um being one of the first I thought she was going to be there in Battleground. Oh, I really let's not go there. Yeah. Um, but it just, just again, with her comment, like, I want to be a wizard and blah, blah, blah. And just that he left her with the ring. I'm like, you know what? I don't know if Butcher ever has plans. Or maybe if we as fans make a big enough fuss, maybe. It's one of those things I'm like, I'd like to be a little more organic. I don't want him to, like, just throw it in because everybody's like, tell me, tell me, tell me. I would almost like to have, you know, some sort of a... Uh, natural like oh I was in the back of my head this is what happened to her so y'all share but yeah it would just be cute you know like does you know she keep that ring can she keep the glow going like did she ever you know go off into anything supernatural or is it just it is what yeah, it did is did she end up being one of those uh, patrons parents, at yeah the, uh, right <laughs> right exactly is she kind of like a low level fringe you know kind of kitchen witch something or is it just whatever but anyways it just would be kind of neat it was one of those final things to be interesting if we ever knew the fate of faith 
this concludes our episode 3.1 Ragged Angels. Thank you for listening. Join us for the next episode where we cover the graphic novel Welcome to the Jungle. If you'd like to follow along with what order we follow, you can find our timeline listed in the website macanalies.ca. There you can also find links to our other podcasts, social media, and other fun tidbits. Please subscribe if you like what you're hearing, and please consider supporting us through Patreon to keep the magic alive and see more content. We are free flow rambling. Conjure at it by your own risk. <laughs> <laughs>